Blog Talk Radio. you're joining us again today. Uh, we are on Blog Talk Radio every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. and always welcome your listenership, your audienceship, and your participation when we open the mics to guests uh, of the show. I mean, as in listeners, sometimes I, in fact, often have a guest who is uh, with me in some capacity in the studio. And uh, other times we just open the the lines to our various uh, listeners, and that happens to be tonight. So if anyone would like to call in, it is an open field this evening, uh, and the number is 602-753-1860. That's 602-753-1860. For those of you who listen with any regularity or who are new, you may know that our themes involve an enlightened view of economics and politics and life in general all over. We're looking to elevate, educate, and inspire here at a Better World with Mitchell J. Raven, as I've been doing with people in my own uh, life, in my own practice, as a consultant, as a therapist, as a coach for decades here in New York City. And uh, we see changes happening in people's lives. We see them get healthier, happier, more financially able, more successful, and achieve a level of well-being and thoughtfulness, caring about the world, caring about outcomes, experiencing more compassion. That's what I help to bring forward in my clients, on my shows, radio and TV. For those of you who are new to A Better World with Mitchell J. Rabin, I would encourage you to go to our website at www.abetterworld.tv. That's abetterworld.tv. And take a peek, see what's going on there, because there's a lot of exciting stuff. I have another show every week on Monday evenings at 6 o'clock on Progressive Radio Network, and that is accessible from our website, 
as well, betterworld.tv in the upper right-hand corner. You can see where it says, listen live, and there you have it. And please do tune in. As an example of who we had on just this past Monday was the author of a book called Occupy World Street, a global roadmap for radical economic and political reform. Ross Jackson, who is Canadian-born but has lived most of his life uh, in Denmark and was one of the first to develop a hedge fund based on a software program he developed for currency trading. And he's been um, very successful at it. And uh, at the same time, and this is the kind of values that we seek to encourage in our guests, and I should say, I'm sorry, our listeners, uh, which is the moderate way of, sure, making plenty of money is all good. That doesn't have to be moderate. But what is, is the way our we express our values with that money. And in the case of Ross Jackson, he founded something called the Gaia Foundation or the Gaia Trust. Gaia, as in Dr. James Lovelock's notion of Gaia as the earth as an intelligent being, not as some kind of dead, inert mineral substance, from which we happen to be fortunate to have soil which gives rise to the plant kingdoms and all. But the Gaia as a true living intelligence, the mother of us all, if you will. And uh, Lovelock, of course, develops that concept elegantly and uh, very, very fully. And based on that, Ross spent the past many decades helping to develop and fund eco-villages all over Denmark and elsewhere, literally hundreds of them, meaning self-sustaining communities. Some are small, some are big, some are moderate, but they're all with a certain notion of self-sustenance. And the more we can bring that idea into mainstream, the healthier and happier we will all be. And here is an example of someone who is in the currency market making a lot of money who, from what he made, used these funds to help create a better world. That's our game here at A Better World, of course, as you would imagine. And our website is testimony to that. What we do here all together is testimony to that. So I really invite you to um, get really familiar with the website, order, get onto the newsletter, register for it, and be part of A Better World community. So today... As I'm waiting for anyone who would like to call in, certainly they may, at 602-753-1860. Again, that's 602-753-1860. I want to open up another idea, which involves politics. Because 
politics and economics are obviously kindred spirits. And if you have one that's too disoriented or distorted or disabled, it's going to be directly affecting the other one. So uh, it doesn't make sense to speak about one and not the other. You really do want to speak about them in unison. So I've sort of said what I wanted to uh, for the moment about the idea of how we can have a, uh, a robust economic benefit to ourselves through business and at the same time take our gains and use them, plow them in, if you will, into the working of our society for its good. This is some old, old idea. This is not new. Today we call it socially conscious business, socially responsible business, socially conscious investing, social enterprise when we're doing it right in the business itself, and conscious capitalism, compassionate capitalism. These are all really delicious ideas that help to serve the world at large and move us away from this notion that you have to rape and pillage in order to make money. And it's really quite the opposite. And I really seek to disabuse my listeners of this archaic and incorrect idea. Let's think about it together. If someone opens up a business and as they're manufacturing, they're polluting the air, Think about the cycle of that. They pollute the air. They get sick employees. They have sick neighbors. People complain. The reputation of the business is soured as a result. Business falls off. And then a regulatory body comes in, agency comes in like the EPA, and says, aha, we have tested your air emissions We've tested your water emissions, and we see that you are far beyond the scope of allowability. And therefore, we are going to fine you $500,000, and for every week that it is not cleaned up, it will be for another $500,000 penalty. And, well, the business owner goes to check out what it costs to buy the scrubbers and the purification systems for the water and finds out that they cost a million dollars each. Well, that's only one month or so of fines. And meanwhile, his reputation that he had built up over the course of years has been soiled and business has fallen off. He's actually harmed the lungs of not only his neighbors, but of his employees themselves. So work productivity has fallen off. And his children come to visit him in the factory. And they start coughing and wheezing themselves, including his wife. But to avoid the environmental costs 
a few years back when he first opened the doors to his business, he was able to make a 15% higher profit by not doing things right. Make 15 or even, say, 20% profit for a short period of time. So ask yourselves the business question. Is it worth it to pollute, to create ill will, to disturb the environment and its um, <clears throat> its own balance, to upset the ecosystem, including the humans, to cause illness, which then needs to be treated at a local hospital. And some people will have their bill paid by the city, the county, or the state. And taxpayer money then has to go to underwrite those medical costs of that person who doesn't earn enough to pay it for themselves. Look at the cycle of terror that has been caused in this not thoughtful, rather mindless, thinking short-term, often the case scenario. It It shows very poor business logic. It shows very bad humanistic logic. It didn't take into account human beings. It did not take into account the environment. It did not take into account well-being health and well-being. It did not take into account how difficult it is to restore a reputation. It's hard to build, and once built, it's easy to dismantle with a few wrong actions. It's just the way it is. So when you look at this, you come to understand that Even if someone, God forbid, does not have a feeling and a love for nature and the environment, it's hard to believe. But if someone is such, there would have to be really a serious psychological review of that person, number one. And if a person doesn't have a feeling for humanity, a Scrooge type, even that from a purely mechanical, linear, left-brain business point of view, it makes most sense, dollar for dollar, to do things right and ultimately make a lot more money. Reputation remains intact. Taxpayer money not going to foot the bill of medical costs. Worker productivity remains high because they're not getting sick. Reputation remains intact because people aren't Uh, boycotting the factory or the product because they heard of the lousy environmental humanitarian record. Got it? So simple. Why do we not follow that systemically when it comes to large corporations in our country and in the world at large? I would love to know if anyone would have an answer. 602 753-1860, 753-1860, 602-753-1860 is the call-in number. 
This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. We're on every Wednesday at 6 p.m. here at Blog Talk Radio. It's a relatively new show, but my Monday night show, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that is, or Daylight Savings Time, as it is now, um, can be heard at www.abetterworld.tv. It's on Progressive Radio Network. Every Tuesday night, if you live in... Manhattan of New York City. You can watch it on television. Again, the details are on the website. I would direct you to that. And if you live outside of Manhattan, do people live outside Manhattan? I guess they do. Rumor has it. Uh, You can watch it online, again, through our website. Easily enough, it's called A Better World with Mitchell J. Raven, and I welcome you to be part of it. In fact, just Last night, Tuesday night at 10.30, I interviewed, I re-aired a show I did with the founder and former president and CEO of Aveda Corporation, Horst Reckelbacher, who is a leader in the socially responsible business sector. He helped to found that entire organization. And here is a man who was as financially ambitious as so many of us, but he chose to do things in the right way from the beginning. He wanted plants that came from the Amazon rainforest for his different cosmetic products and blends. So he got them organically grown, paid the local uh, indigenous people well for it, helped to build community among them, helped to enrich the communities, and got the highest quality product, natural products from them, formulated here up in the United States, and sold them, and the marketplace loved them. Veda was extremely popular during the uh, 90s, if not before. I don't remember the exact date it all began. And Horst did exceedingly well financially as a result of taking care of people along the entirety of the supply chain and at the very beginning taking care of the earth as well. That is showing respect and getting respect back. At the end of the day, he sold his company to Estee Lauder for about $750 million dollars. Are there rewards in doing things right? Yes, there are. And that brings us full circle to the other subject I said I wanted to discuss this evening, which is politics and how we are, as we are developing what we could call a new economics, a socially conscious economics, we are also developing a socially conscious body of politics. And there aren't really many examples in the two-party system that are, who are exemplifying this idea. And that's too bad, because we need shining examples. We don't have enough of them. Uh, in my view, Dennis Kucinich is one of them, but there are very, and Marcy Kaptur is another. There are a good 10% or so of Congress, maybe 15 maximum, that are not bought and paid for, who are real menches, as we say in Yiddish, uh, who are doing an excellent job in representing the people. But 
for 85% or so, we're dealing with the corporations who have usurped the power and are now controlling and dictating policy to the Congress, to the FDA, to the USDA, to the SEC, just watch Inside Job if you haven't seen it, uh, which won the best documentary, not this year, but last year, in the Academy Awards. You'll learn a lesson that is humbling at best. And we have to swing over to the third-party candidates, the independent candidates, who are also, by the way, independent thinkers, to really get the pulse on what's going on with America. Now, the one that I really want to tell you about primarily is Ross Rocky Anderson, the former mayor of Salt Lake City, who I've mentioned several times on this show, and I've had him on a guest as a guest twice already on this show, as well as twice on uh, my PRN show on Monday evenings. It's in the archive there, as are these shows on the archive, both at abitterworld.tv. Avail yourself of these really quality interviews. And what makes them quality is that Rocky Anderson steps forth in an elegant way expressing his perspectives on many different subjects, on health care, on uh, war, on taxes, um, on the rule of law, and you will learn how we can really restore democracy in a country that has watched it ebb away and we can bring it back and the spirit of our constitution, the spirit behind the values we know we've stood for for so long that have been degraded through the two-party system and through the corporatocracy that sits on top of Congress and the White House. And we're paying a dear, dear price for it. So I really want to bring your attention to Rocky Anderson. In fact, I want to read uh, some part of a speech he gave at uh, the Hinckley Institute of Politics um, just about a week and a half ago. It's called An End to Authoritarianism and Plutocracy in the United States. It's up to us. And I quote, Let us consider the fundamental guiding principles for the United States of America. Freedom, equal opportunity, compassion, and security. Then let us consider how those principles have been severely undermined and how we, the American people, can restore them so that once again, our government is of, by, and for the people, rather than a tool of oppression cynically utilized for the benefit of a small, powerful, abusive elite political and financial class, to the detriment of the vast majority of U.S. citizens, as well as billions of people around the world. I'm going to pause here for a moment to direct you to a Huffington Post blog I just wrote this past week that just got um, that just got uh, posted and it's on um, getting clear about independent party politics 
and building up the knowledge base so that voting independent, in fact, I would really strongly suggest voting Rocky, and getting involved in the campaign, by the way, in your respective region and state, becomes an intelligent way to go. It's not a spoiler. Forget the idea. You cannot tell the difference between the parties in the White House and the way they behave. It's too much to go into now. I go into it in the blog. I really recommend just just put my name in, Mitchell J. Rabin, in the search engine in Huffington Post, and you will find your way. Allow me to continue here. We often hear it said, this is Rocky Anderson, in a recent speech, that the United States is the greatest nation in the world. What exactly is meant by that? And is it true? The more important question is, can we, the American people, make this once again a great and proud nation, a nation that lives up to its original promise? We can achieve that if only we will. Oh, excellently put. Who are we as a people? What do we really believe in? And just what does our nation stand for? How far have we drifted away, or rather bolted away, from what we once were? And how do we, once again, attain greater freedom, more equal opportunity, compassion, and security for all? These questions have never been more vital to consider and confront. Our nation has been transformed in just a few short years, virtually unrecognizable in fundamental respects when compared to the republic that once proudly proclaimed a constitutional system of checks and balances, the rule of law, and constitutional protections of due process, restraints on war-making, and a truly balanced system of separation of powers among three co-equal branches of government. We are at a nation-changing, even world-changing fork in the road. We can continue on the path of becoming more totalitarian, even fascist, with an imperial presidency that continues to accrue to itself unprecedented tyrannical powers, more greedy as a nation and as a people, less capable to compete on a global stage, more empire-building and warmongering, less equal under the law, more divided in terms of income and wealth between a tiny elite financial aristocracy and the rest of our citizenry, more cruel toward men and women and children here and abroad who are not part of the elite political and financial classes and less secure as a nation and individuals now and in the future. I'm going to have to let it go at that for the moment, but consider it dot, dot, dot. And you are getting the drift of Rocky's morals, his sense of values, and his trajectory. He wants to turn around these completely egregious, unconstitutional laws and um, executive orders issued, unfortunately, by the current president, Obama, particularly the NDAA, the, Natural, the National Defense Authorization Act, and the executive order of the National 
resource management um, uh, order, which serves to completely, between the two of them, undermine our Constitution, but completely. It just lets the wind out of the sails, the air out of the balloon, and there's just no much, not much more to celebrate. So that's what we're facing here now at this point, my friends. And we really need a leader, not just another politician, but a leader who is not inside the loop in Washington, who is not inside the loop of two-party politics, who can stand outside of that and speak truth to power and make a difference. I say by him simply calling attention to how radical a change there has been in the body politic, we can get on track because his message reaches the heart of people, all people, because he stands for people. America doesn't have to be the first best country in the world. What is that about? That just becomes the basis of more, more, more warmongering. What we need to be is a decent nation, and we treat ourselves and others with respect and love and kindness. That's the way to conduct life altogether. Best, worst, what does it all mean? Be good. As His Holiness the Dalai Lama says, just practice kindness. Listen, thank you all for joining us. Visit VoteRocky.org, www.VoteRocky.org, and please visit us next week on all of our shows. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. Appreciate your attention. Good night now.